June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Tonight, no masks for the vaxxed. The new CDC guidance for fully vaccinated Americans. The first step towards some semblance of normalcy. The welcome news for more than a third of Americans who are vaccinated. No masks outdoors or indoors, no matter the crowd size, with few exceptions. What the science says tonight, will this be an incentive for more Americans to get their shots? The rule is very simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. Plus, the race to vaccinate teens. Happy vaccine day. Pipeline back online, the company paying a multi-million dollar ransom to restart the critical pipeline. When will your gas station have full service and prices come down? Plus, look at this Hummer exploding moments after the driver stockpiles fuel. America's crumbling infrastructure. Traffic halted on a vital bridge because of a giant crack in a steel beam. Marine arrested. The first active duty service member charged in the Capitol assault as new footage emerges of the brutal attack on a police officer. Breaking news, Israeli troops enter the Gaza Strip as the rocket attacks and airstrikes intensify and there's fighting in the streets of Israel. Emergency landing, a small plane comes down on a busy highway, how disaster was averted. And making a splash, the life-altering program for people with special needs. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with breaking news and good news. It's a watershed moment in the coronavirus pandemic and a sign that life is rapidly returning to normal. Tonight, the Centers for Disease Control says Americans who have been fully vaccinated do not need to wear masks or maintain social distance in almost all situations, whether they're outside or inside. Simply put, President Biden says vaccinated Americans have earned the right to greet each other with a smile. Tonight, about one in every three Americans is now fully vaccinated, and the White House hopes that these newly relaxed restrictions will encourage those who haven't gotten their shots to do so. Still, there are some caveats. The CDC director says people who are not fully vaccinated should keep wearing masks indoors and that everyone will need to wear them at certain times, including while traveling. And while health officials say this does not mean the pandemic is over, they admit the psychological impact of unmasking is likely to be dramatic and positive for many Americans, myself included. Well, tonight, news comes with lots of questions. So we have CBS's Dr. John LaPook standing by. But first, CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. The president called this a major milestone, and it comes amid mounting evidence that fully vaccinated Americans are highly unlikely to spread the virus even indoors or in large crowds. And so, therefore, they can stop wearing these and they can stop social distancing. This recommendation holds true whether you are inside or outside. President Biden hailed the new development in the Rose Garden. And you can shake hands. You can even give each other a hug. As the first lady celebrated with a newly maskless crowd in West Virginia. We just learned it as we got off the plane. And here I had gone out to buy one that was coordinated with my outfit. So... The CDC says the updated guidance is based on new data about the powerful protection the shots provide. With nearly half of U.S. adults now fully vaccinated, new daily cases in the U.S. have dropped by a third just in the past two weeks, the lowest rate since last September. The Cleveland Clinic found that 99% of hospital admissions for COVID-19 this year involved people who were not fully vaccinated. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. Now, if you are immune compromised, you will most definitely want to talk to your doctor before giving up your mask. For many Americans, donning a mask has become as automatic as putting on shoes. States and cities first began mandating masks more than a year ago. As of midnight tonight, it will be a requirement. There are some exceptions to the new guidelines. Everyone will still have to mask up in healthcare settings and on planes, buses, and other forms of public transportation. Some local businesses and workplaces may still require masks too. See you again later. But at this workplace, the changes were immediate. A meeting that began with masks ended without them after the new guidelines were announced halfway through. We heard all about it. <laughs> the president took his all off right, too. Yeah. yeah. And Nancy Cordes is back with us. So, Nancy, is there any plan for people to be required to show proof that they're fully vaccinated so they can take off the mask? There is no such plan, Nora. And the president essentially acknowledged today there will not be an enforcement mechanism. This is all going to have to operate on the honor system. And the hope is that this will incentivize people who haven't been vaccinated to go ahead and get their shots. And that until they are fully vaccinated, that they continue to wear these both for their own safety and for the safety of those around them. 
All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you. Now let's bring in CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent and Dr. Jean LaPook. Uh, Dr. LaPook, I just feel like this is such a game changer. <laughs> it really is, Nora. I can't stop smiling. I mean, we have all been aching to get out of this. And now here we are because of these remarkable vaccines. Now, we're not out of the woods yet, and we still need to have everybody get vaccinated. But if this isn't an incentive to get vaccinated, I don't know what is. This shows you what happens when you embrace science. And what about for people that are risk averse and worry about going to a place where you're not sure whether other people have been vaccinated? You know, I get that. We've all been hunkered down for so long. I was walking over to the broadcast center tonight without a mask and it felt kind of weird. But here's what the science is saying. These vaccines are very effective. And I spoke to Dr. Walensky after the after the press conference this afternoon. She said, even if you're one of that small percentage of people who is vaccinated and still gets infected, the amount of virus in your system is so low, it's very unlikely that you will infect somebody else. That's interesting. So, And what about, why is the CDC saying people still have to wear masks if you're on a plane or a train or a bus? It's basically to protect people who are unvaccinated. So say you're unvaccinated for whatever reason, maybe as Dr. Walensky said, you're immunocompromised and the vaccine didn't take well enough, and you're sitting across from somebody who doesn't have a mask. Now, is that person vaccinated or is they perhaps are they perhaps unvaccinated and they could possibly just say, I'm not going to wear a mask, and they could be infected and infect you. So to get away with that uh, from that uncertainty, say everybody still wears the, the mask in a certain situations, like a crowded bus. All right. Well, enjoy your walk home without <laughs> <Well>. your mask. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. LaPook. Tonight, the race is on to vaccinate nearly 17 million kids between 12 and 15 years old. Some parents are weighing whether to get COVID shots for their adolescents, and other parents couldn't wait to get their kids in line today. CBS's Mola Lenghi is here in Washington tonight. Happy vaccine day. <laughs> tonight, the White House rolling out the first coronavirus vaccination campaign ever to get kids to roll up their sleeves. We are putting every resource possible to bear to reach people who aren't vaccinated yet. Young people arrived at Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. today for the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine after the CDC recommended it for kids as young as 12. I'm waiting for this moment for a long, long time. Nearly 6,000 parents began pre-registering their children about a week ago. Helen Quick was with her sons, 13-year-old Cooper and 15-year-old Turner, when they finally received their shots. I'm just so thankful to be able to avail ourselves of this amazing vaccine and get these kids back to being kids. But health officials across the country still have a ways to go to convince everyone to get the shot. A recent survey by the Kaiser Family Foundation revealed that only 3 in 10 parents with children ages 12 to 15 said they would get their child vaccinated as soon as possible. It didn't hurt at all. It was worth it. But for kids like 14-year-old Hector Knox, today's shot in the arm is a big relief. I'll be able to travel more freely and um, interact with my friends. 12-year-old Jacob Balligan's reason to get vaccinated was simple. It's definitely a good thing. You don't want to get COVID. Well, Dr. Walensky told CBS News this afternoon after the CDC's mask announcement that they're now working to revise guidelines for summer camps and for schools before the fall. Now, it's important to note that children under the age of 12 are still treated as unvaccinated and should continue to wear their masks, Nora. All right, Mololengi, thank you. Well, tonight, the fighting in the Middle East has taken an ominous turn. Israeli ground forces have now entered Gaza. That's a major escalation. And in the streets of Israel, battles are being fought between Arab Israelis and their Jewish neighbors. CBS's Imtiaz Tayab reports tonight from Tel Aviv. 
After four nights of intense air raids, CBS News has learned Israeli forces are now on the ground in Gaza. This is a major escalation in a conflict that has already claimed the lives of more than 100 Palestinians and eight Israelis. Meanwhile, there's carnage on the streets of Israel's mixed Jewish and Arab cities as neighbor-versus-neighbor violence spreads. The unrest has now triggered a massive security buildup. The central city of Lod has seen some of the worst violence. This video shows what the government calls Jewish extremists marching through Arab neighborhoods calling for blood. Rana Massimi is an Arab Israeli who teaches English at the local high school. They are moving in our streets and throwing stones. They are shouting at us. They, they are beating. Shauli Rappaport is part of Lod's Jewish community. He says he can't see a way forward. Do you want to see Lod come back together again, Jews and Arabs living together, being friends? I don't know. I don't know. Really? Don't you know. feel like you've lost trust with your neighbors? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. A severed trust that may be impossible to stitch together again. Israel is facing multiple fronts tonight, and there's little sign any of it will be resolved soon. Nora. Imtiaz Tayab, thank you. Well, tonight the fuel is moving through the entire colonial pipeline, but very slowly. Gasoline is still hard to find from Texas to D.C. because of panic buying when the pipeline was shut down for six days after a ransomware attack. And tonight we are learning that a ransom was paid to get that gas flowing again. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports from North Carolina. Don't panic, number one. I know seeing lines at the pumps or gas stations with no gas can be extremely stressful. But this is a temporary situation. The president tried to assure the southeast and mid-Atlantic states that the gas crunch could be over in a few days. CBS News has learned that Colonial Pipeline did pay a multi-million dollar ransom to the hackers to unlock some of its data. Biden was asked if he was briefed on the matter. I have no comment on that. Out here, the panic continues. 51 inches. Just ask tanker truck driver Ray Humphrey, a rare sight these days, replenishing the supply at this Raleigh gas station. When he shows up, he draws a crowd. I went in, got a drink, come back out. They were here. Just like that. Magic. We found people who actually followed him here. Did you see him coming? I saw him coming. And you lined up? And I came and lined up. The shortages may now be peaking as the Colonial Pipeline resumed operations after last week's ransomware attack. But Washington, D.C. remains hard hit with nearly three quarters of gas stations dry. In North Carolina, it's 68 percent and about half of stations are out in Virginia, South Carolina and Georgia. Some gas stations in Georgia are limiting customers to $20 purchases amid reports people keep hoarding gas. In Florida, firefighters said this Hummer with four containers of gasoline inside burst into flames. Back in North Carolina, Mike Whalen just reopened his three gas stations that were out of gas. He says his fuel delivery was only a fraction of what he normally receives. I get 4,000 gallons, which is what we're hoping for. We'll pump it out within a couple of hours. He reopened here about two and a half hours ago and has been slammed. The price for a gallon of unleaded at this location is just under $3. But the North Carolina Attorney General's office says it has received nearly 400 complaints about possible price gouging since Monday. Nora? Manny Bohorquez, thank you. 
And there is an important development tonight in the George Floyd case. Three former Minneapolis officers charged with aiding and abetting murder and manslaughter learned their trial has been moved from August to next March. The judge says he's doing that so the three, along with Derek Chauvin, can face civil rights charges in federal court first. Chauvin was convicted last month of murdering Floyd. All right, tonight, an active-duty Marine major stationed at Quantico, Virginia, is charged with assault and obstruction of law enforcement officers during the deadly attack on Capitol Hill. CBS's Jeff Begay's has video and photos from the January assault that led to the Marines' arrest. While the mob was beating on the doors of the Capitol, Major Christopher Warnagiris, an active-duty Marine officer, was already inside between a police officer and the rioters, propping the door open, helping them get through. Investigators say he assaulted, resisted, and impeded officers. The 40-year-old from Woodbridge, Virginia, who serves at Marine Base Quantico, is the first active member of the military charged in connection with the insurrection. He spent 18 years with the Marines, including deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. Ornagiris joins four National Guard members and reservists, as well as approximately 40 veterans who are already facing charges. Officer Brian Sicknick died a day after the assault, and more than 140 officers were injured, including Michael Fanone, whose body camera captured the mob attacking him while he pleaded for his life. Meanwhile, some Republicans, like Andrew Clyde of Georgia, continue to downplay what happened that day. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Speaker Nancy Pelosi took issue with Clyde's remark. It was beyond denial. It fell into the range of sick. In response to the major's arrest, the Marine Corps said today that there is no place in the force for racial hatred or extremism and vowed to assist investigators if called upon. The major could face decades behind bars if he's convicted. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Well, tonight, Joel Greenberg, he's the former Florida official and accused sex trafficker at the center of the investigation into Republican Congressman Matt Gates, is expected to plead guilty next Monday. It was reported last month that Greenberg's been cooperating with federal investigators, telling them that Gates had given multiple women money and gifts in exchange for sex. Gates insists he is innocent. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, more evidence that the nation's infrastructure is crumbling. A major bridge over the Mississippi River connecting Tennessee and Arkansas is now closed after a large crack was found in the steel framework. Traffic and shipping in the area could be in disarray for months. 700 barges are stuck as crews try to stabilize the bridge.
All right. Today, a single-engine plane had mechanical problems outside Chicago and couldn't make it to an airport, so the pilot brought it down on Interstate 355. The plane hit the median. Three people on board board were hurt but are expected to recover. The unexpected landing caused a big traffic jam until that plane, well, was towed away. We want to turn now to a program that's giving some special children a sense of freedom in the water. CBS's Janet Shamlin has their story. Two, one, go! On the surface, they're just swim lessons. But in each lane of this pool, a life is changing. Big arms, Grant. He just loves it, and he gets so excited. Good job. Laura Marshall says her 18-year-old son, Grant, is nonverbal and severely autistic. In the water, he's an athlete tasting success. (laughs) It's just something you never thought would happen, and it's happening. These are the Nashville Dolphins, people with a variety of challenges, learning to swim and swimming competitively. Brenda Vroon runs the program. The families of these children are used to hearing no, Mm -hmm. and they can't. Yes. But you tell them something else. We tell them that they can, and we know they can. Just to see the things that they can do, it's really amazing. High five. More than 100 volunteers teach for free helping families often financially burdened with multiple therapies and doctors. <laughs> for swimmers like Grant, an experience for which there is no price. It gives them a sense of normalcy. It gives them peers and friends. What does it give you? It sure gives me joy. Coming for a life-saving skill, staying for so much more. <laughs> Janet Shemley in CBS News, Nashville. And get this, the Nashville Dolphins program has nearly 90 swimmers who will be competing in the Special Olympics this year. We're rooting for you. Signs, signs everywhere, signs. Why two towns 700 miles apart are fighting a sign war when CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road tomorrow. If you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. Hey, everybody. John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show, coming out every Thursday. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.